History is so long, and it's so complicated, and people were just as nuts back then as they are now, and everyone was just as power-hungry. See, I think I would have been a lot more interested in history in high school if someone taught it to me like that. Yeah, it's everyone... Yeah. Like, the thing is... Okay, so sometimes you learn about history from a more, like... Like, on this episode, this is what's going to happen. In this episode, like, like every class is a different episode. That's, yeah. that's what, that's how, maybe if I ever, like, if I ever turn out to be a history teacher, maybe. Like, that's like, how you should teach it. Like, yeah, be like, on last week's episode, what like, did we, re- like, re- recap. recap. Yeah. And then, like, I feel like that would be so much better and so much more interesting because, like, a lot of people sit there in history, like, oh, who cares? This happened so many years ago. Like, why do we care? But then it's like, the moment you, you, like, indulge in who each character is because it's not yeah. it's never about the characters it's about the events but if you talk about the characters oh yeah like, if you if you get like that's why I actually find and this is a terrible thing I recognize this full stop that it's terrible for any historian to like decide to just love a person because all historical people are super flawed having said that um, as somebody who's not a great historian I tend to find historical figures that I really like deeply resonate with even though they are so different from the way we are that we really can't relate to them because their lives were just so incompatible with modern life. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I listen to a story like Eleanor of Aquitaine, which is about to get even more nuts, and I just hear her story, and I'm like, God damn it, like, that's a woman who in her time, like, of course she's not a feminist because feminism didn't exist back then, and people genuinely thought women were, like, weaker. Yeah. So she couldn't be a feminist. But within her time and within the boundaries of, like, how they viewed women... Boy, was she crushing it. Like, she took what was possible and just went beyond. Like, above and beyond what anyone thought, like, a woman at that time should be doing. And she was like, fuck it. I don't care yeah, what you but, think like, I should be doing. They don't teach that like that. They teach it by, like, countries. Like, oh, France did this. History was never taught, I guess, to be interesting. It was yeah. taught as a thing to be, like, you have to do it. Yeah. That's a shame. I think history is very interesting. Well, you're biased. Yeah, but you're enjoying <laughs> tea of this story. Yeah. This story is a hot mess. I mean, most of the history I know is because of you. Yeah, that's true. So, like... This story is about <laughs> to get messier. If you love a messy bench, as they would say on The Good Place, they're all about to be messy benches. <laughs> so mean <laughs> i'm gonna leave that in though <laughs> anyways <laughs> hi guys welcome to another episode of happy hour history hi. i am here again with jamie um we are going to finish up the second half of eleanor of aquitaine's life um i think i've converted jamie to somebody who finds history sort of interesting because she went from somebody who did not like it really at all to finding history basically being a giant tea spilling session i'm only here because I'm a good friend. No, no, no. You like Eleanor. Don't be a liar. I can only picture Kristen Bell if you really... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's just a name thing. Eleanor Stelstra. I never... Well, I mean, like, I know they have the same name, but I've never thought 
Eleanor of Aquitaine. Yes. The blonde Eleanor Shellstrop. Hey, they're both super petty people. That's true. And they're both super bossy people from what I can understand. That is true. So, and they're both white. Yeah. So, <laughs> therefore... They're the same. They're the same. But yeah, so we're going to finish up the second half of Eleanor of Aquitaine's life. Of Kristen Bell. Of Kristen Bell's life. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you're listening, Kristen Bell. Please enjoy this. We think of you and we think of Eleanor of Aquitaine. I'm not really certain why, besides the white thing and the name Eleanor. Yes. Um, but just as a kind of a recap, if it's been a while since you listened to the first episode, um, Eleanor became Queen of France um, by marrying the French king. She was also Duchess of Aquitaine in her own right. Um, then they went on crusade. They basically had no son, so they decided to get their marriage annulled. And then she decided, in kind of the uh, sneaky move of the century, to get married to um, the heir to the English throne. So that really pissed off her ex-husband, and that's where we're re-entering this story. Um, So just kind of remember to remind you where we started. So basically, she fucked France, and then fucked over France to fuck Britain. Yeah. Well, it would have been England at the time. England. Yeah, that, sorry, that was a really pedantic thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if, if you didn't listen to part one, and I've just spoiled everything for you, <laughs> I would say now go listen to part one, because you missed out on so much. We had probably a good 10 to 15 minutes just trying to explain the weird thing that happened with her own mom and dad. Um, <laughs> and that was a thing that we covered, so you're going to want to go listen to that Mom's episode. name is Anal. It's not Anal. <laughs> Sort of is, but also sort of not. Um, so you're going to want to go listen to that first, and then pop over back to this episode, and we will finish the story. So uh, with that, I will just remind you, if you haven't noticed by now, that uh, we don't really temper our language. This is a comedy history <laughs> podcast, um, so there will be swearing, there will be kind of sex jokes, um, we're drinking, that's kind of the point of the show. So um, maybe you don't listen to this with your children, Unless um, they're very mature children, in which case you and they want to learn about Eleanor and yeah. anal and anal and dangerous and Bill Nye and Bill Nye. Um, so yeah, so maybe just uh, don't listen to the kids, or um, if you're not into kind of podcasts with swearing, this might not be for you. And I'm so sorry, Mom. Once again, this wow. Hi, Mom. But with that, um, I'm gonna say let's get back into. Eleanor's life. So like I said, she just basically wrote to Henry, being like, hey babe, get over here. My parents aren't home. And by parents, I mean ex-husband. Um, and he was like, alright. Yeah, like, her parents aren't home because they're dead. They're dead. They've been dead for like, you know, 13, 14, 15 years, whatever. <laughs> She's like, hey babe, my ex-husband's not home, and I might get abducted by somebody trying to force me to marry him and take Aquitaine, so please come over here ASAP. And he was like, alright babe. Do you think she was, like, hot for her, st- for, like, that time standards? Like, do you think that's what it was? Like, I mean, I don't think she was ugly, but also, like, if you're the Duchess of Aquitaine, no one's gonna call you ugly. But, like, if you were ugly, would anyone want to abduct you? They want Aquitaine. It's like how Louis did not want to Yeah, but if her. they were, if she was ugly, they'd just kill her. They would not just kill her. That's not how history works. No? So yeah? Yeah. No. They just kill a lot of people. They don't just kill ugly people. They just go, oh, let's marry this bitch and get her lame. But they'd sleep with her? Mm. But she's yeah. ugly. Honestly? Well, that's why so many men back then had, um, had mistresses. Because your marriage was political. 
Oh. You did not marry someone you loved. If you fell in love with the person you were married to, all the better. But generally, you didn't. Your marriage was a political alliance with um, either a country that you needed to be friends with, or like that, like like Aquitaine, they want that duchy to be French. So, you marry somebody for the political advantage, and then men have mistresses to like actually love. But like women cannot have extramarital affairs because they carry the children, and oh. if if you have an extramarital affair, it's technically treason yeah. because if your baby is not your husband's and he becomes king. That's not great. Having Boy. said that, having said that, we have no idea that that hasn't happened literally dozens of times in history. It probably has. There are probably loads of bastards, like Wait. like like legally children who are bastards not born in wedlock that probably did ascend to some form of power. But she didn't need to marry the French guy. No, no, the French guy didn't need to marry her because she he already owned her land technically. But, it's very technically. He doesn't have any control over it. But he's he was the king of France. Yeah, but France, the land that he actually holds is very minimal. The duchies that are in France are completely autonomous. They're doing their own thing. They just say to him, "Hey, you're a cool guy." They they, they basically say like, "You're you're a lord." And like, "We answer to you." But in reality, they really didn't. But if he was like, "I don't want Often they would any fight redheads." Ever again. Why would he say that? I don't know. We just came up. No, they wouldn't they wouldn't listen. Oh. And often they fought against him. They would there there were loads of instances. So they don't even like him. No well not him specifically. But there were there were many, many instances just throughout history where these powerful duchies would fight against the king. Sometimes they would side with England against the king of France. I mean, not even French people like France. That's what I'm understanding from this. Yeah, base well back then they wouldn't they would have kind of understood like Maybe in a very loose way that, like, we sort of live in the kingdom of France vaguely, but he no we one, are French. <laughs> but no one would have thought that they were French. They would have been like, "We're Aquitanian. We're from Aquitaine. We we, we answer to the to the Duke of Aquitaine or the Duchess. Like, we're not really the subjects of France. Technically, they are, but no one like, no one really thought of it that way. It's it's a very complicated system." So, yeah, so I kind of talked earlier about how she was basically saying, Bae, come over here. Let's get married. Let's do the marriage thing. I want some fuck. If you, you gotta, if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. It's basically her thing. Put a ring on it, and I'll go to England with you. Um, also, it's interesting. I learned that, so she got her marriage annulled to her last husband by saying that it was the consanguinity thing, so within the bounds of, like, seven degrees of, uh, family familiarity kind of situation. And um, Louis's next wife was actually closer related to him than Eleanor was. So that's such a joke. Like, that's why no one cared about consanguinity except when you wanted an annulment. And then you're like, aw, it's so sad that we're we don't want to get an annulment but we're cousins, so we're we have to. Related. What? But like, that's how they played it off. They're like, we don't really want to. Like, what did all. they know about like incest being wrong? Like, why did they think it was wrong? Um, I think it was just like a religious thing that like you shouldn't. Because speak. like, if you think about it, like, like the Egyptians did it all the time. Yeah, like there was really no reason for you to say incest is wrong until you found out that, that like, it's like a genetic problem. Yeah, it's a genetic problem. Like if you, like. But, so, like, they clearly don't know the genetic problem of it unless someone's back there doing tests on it. So, like... Well, there's... there's Okay, so... This... I only really know about this 
from the perspective of Henry VIII, which is a little bit different. But um, in Henry VIII's case, when he was trying to get his marriage annulled, um, and his situation is vastly different, so this is kind of a very vague statement, but he uses biblical passages. Sorry, that was what I said. He uses biblical passages to um, to try to make the claim that his marriage should be annulled. Now, his, again, was like a super weird situation, so a little bit different than Cousins. But so there are there are passages in the Bible that make it make it out to you that you shouldn't be marrying someone like kind of super closely related to you. So I assume the church kind of took that. But then because the Pope is like God's voice on earth. Apparently the guy who made his own thing. Yeah, he made his own church. That's why there's the Anglican faith. Mm -hmm. Technically he didn't. It was really his children that like fully made the Anglican faith. Mm -hmm. But he starts it. That's a whole... Like I said earlier, like, I'd love to do an episode... I'd love to do a series of episodes on the Wars of the Roses, and I'd love... Because that leads into the Tudors, and I'd love to do a whole series of episodes on Henry's six wives, because he's the one with the six wives. But he's also the one who did the church. The church, yeah. Yeah. He uses... He creates his own church so he can get a divorce, because <laughs> the church won't give him the divorce he wants. But he's had so many... The first wife. He wants to get rid of the first wife. Oh. And the church won't do it. So and he, so he made his own. So, so he, he could, basically says, I'm li- you're listening to me now. I'm the, sh- I'm the captain of this ship now. You know that meme, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like, that's him. So then he literally created an own, his own religion. Like, so yeah. why would anyone, why would anyone in their right mind in present day follow that religion? Um, because there's other reasons to follow it. Like, um, and he's, it's not just what he wanted. Like, his daughter, Elizabeth I then really turns it into, like, a real religion. And I think that is what makes people like it more. But anyway, so I'm going to go back. So, yeah, like I said, his new... Louis's new wife was closer related to him than Eleanor was. So that's just goes to show you, like, how little they actually cared about consanguinity. You only cared when it was an excuse to get out of a marriage. Wow. Basically. Um, and, like I said, because... Um, because... Also... Yeah. How do they keep track... Seven generations is a very... They were very good at keeping family trees. Because they were so obsessed with the idea of, like, nobility and, like, your, like, lineage that their family trees were, like, a point of pride. So you would tend to know. It would it would take... Sometimes you'd have to, like, go back and, like, ask... Um, like, you'd have kind of, like, almost like a court records keeper. And mm-hmm. they might sometimes be brought in to so kind of check... So someone there. Whenever you get married or have kids... Someone sits there and, like, brushes in. Documents. It's not, like, a literal tree, but... It's not like when you go to the Black House and you see, like, Sirius and all of his family on the wall. It's not? No. But they would create a family tree. So it would be, like, the the different, like, lines and and stuff. second cousin's house, or third cousin's house, has that. Really? There's one... Yeah, his mom's on it. Oh. Kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't think they necessarily did that. It's not on a wall. It's, like, a picture of Yeah. But yeah, so they would keep they would keep records of like the family tree and stuff. So you could you could access that. But also, like I said, um, because they were deemed like that their marriage had been in good faith and everything, and no one said that the dissolution of the marriage was because of like cheating or anything. Like they both just wanted out. They both kept their land, which is why Eleanor gets to keep Aquitaine. She didn't cheat on him or anything. Oh. So, anyways, um, kind of back to where we left off in the story because I've just been doing a bit of like recapping. Um, so, I titled this slide Twice Queened. Twice Queen. Bitch is coming back. She, oh, because she's going to be England. She, yeah, she lost her uh, her previous crown because she got in her marriage and all, but she's yeah. doing it all over again. 
So, um, so like I said, she could be forced to marry somebody if they captured her, so that's why she wants to marry Henry in secret, and they do. She's 28, he's 19, so he's kind of this young, passionate fighter, and she's really and drawn like, to fuck that. yeah. Yeah, he's, well, he gets a cougar. Yeah. This, like, beautiful woman, this, like, French, um... It's like that SNL skit when Pete Davidson's, like, in court. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, there's, like, a, there's, like, a few of them. And then it's, like, oh, hot for teacher kind of thing. Like, oh. It's, like, oh, we're in court because this teacher is having sexual relations with this kid. And then they're all asking him questions. They're, like, so we hear that you're getting, like, we're going to sue this teacher for, like, sleeping with you. So they're trying to, like, cushion him. And he's and, just into it. Yeah, and they're, like, oh, so, like, we heard that a lot of kids are calling you names after this. Yeah, like, what what are examples of names? Like, the king? Yeah. <laughs> like, stuff like just, that. He's, yeah, he's... I mean, super weird. Like, in real life, not not great. Yeah. It's a little and predatory. Then, and then the judge is Keenan Thompson, and he go, my man. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like that. He was happy to be getting this, like, older woman. She was very distinguished, um, and she was, like, powerful and feisty, Feisty is kind of a sexist word, but she was powerful and, like, she had a lot of drive. And he was the same way. He was also kind of feisty and he was a fighter and, like, he wanted, like, he was very kind of ambitious. And her other husband, her past husband had been such a freaking pushover baby. Like, he was just a whiny, um, anyways. So, um, they're basically, Henry's the exact opposite of Louis and that's why she's drawn to him. And so they get married, and he's the heir to the throne at this point, but not long after, um, Stephen dies. And so once oh, again... No, Stephen. Yeah, so once again, just like with her first husband, basically she always, as soon as she gets married, whoever's on the throne of that kingdom should be worried. Because she always gets married to the heir to the throne, and then the king dies. So she immediately, um, basically... So, basically, everyone's dad's cursed. Well, that's his uncle, but yeah. Yeah. Once she gets married, whoever is ruling should be worried. And so, um, they, they, um, kind of are immediately crowned king and queen of England, and once again, she is a monarch. So, England now, like I said in the last episode, because of this marriage, they now hold, obviously, England itself, they also hold Normandy, Anjou, and Aquitaine, so they have a significant amount of France, which is a huge deal, and that is not something that Louis is happy about as the king of France. The fact that he owns so little of his own country makes him very So he's not the king of France. He's the king of France, but France only owns a very little bit of France. Like, France has its own lands. Oh. And then everything else is duchies, and the duchies can be passed around. And so he's not happy because technically they're sort of France, but no longer. Now they're England. He's not happy about it. He's just lost a bunch of land. I actually wrote that it's exactly one fuck ton of France. That they've lost. So Louis was pissed. Then, just to add salt to the wound, um, she goes to England and immediately has a boatload of children. So many kids. Five of them are boys. Oh my gosh, she's getting it on. So not only, yeah, so obviously they're horn dogs. He's 19, so yeah. They are having loads of sex. And they have a ton of children and if you think about her first husband who only had two daughters with her like he must have it, when she starts popping out these boys 
He must have been angry. Well, I mean, it's his genes. Like, yeah. it's his, it's his fault. fault. He's got the X and the Y. It's his problem. But like, they did not know that back then. It's his fault that yeah. they can't have any boys. He, and, he did have sons later with his new wife. And wasn't that the thing? It's like, if you have a bigger penis, there's more chance that you have boys. I don't know if that's true. Like, there was this whole thing where it's like... Henry VIII hates that. Huh? There's a joke online about, like... When someone said, like, if you have a bigger dick, that you have, you have a yeah, better Yeah, because it's like they swim fast, like, men yeah. want to swim faster, but not as long, whereas women, women more, live like, longer. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so, Henry VIII was like, there was like a meme where it was Henry VIII, he was like, say that's my face. Because he has, he has, he has sons, but he's kind of more known for his daughters. Oh, someone just added a picture of, um, the Weasley family. Oh. Because they're all boys. Oh, they're all boys. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so they have a bunch of children, and they have five sons. And so because she's so busy giving birth and, like, raising children, she's not doing a whole lot of politicking at this point. But, like, you know, she's queen, so that's pretty cool. And then um, in 1167, her overbearing mother-in-law dies. So I told you in the last episode, I'm not really going to recount it, but her um, her mother-in-law was that Matilda, yeah, Empress Matilda. And so she, like, like I said, she'd never gotten to be queen. She wanted to be queen. And then and his name was son of empress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Henry Fitz Empress. So now he's Henry II. Um, but because she'd never gotten to be queen, she was kind of an overbearing mom to him. Like, uh, like things that usually a king's wife would do, mm. she wanted to do. But he, did, he didn't have a wife. So he she, does, yeah. Well, he, he, he does now. Eleanor. No, he had a... Because they got married before he was crowned. Remember? Because oh. oh. Stephen was still alive when they got married. Yes. So things that a wife would normally do, like roles of the queen, they tended to go to his mom because she was. And like in fairness, if I was his mom and I never got to be queen when I should have legally been queen, probably also would have been like, now's my time to shine, bitch. You can have it when I'm dead. And also, like, there's a lot of kids. Actually, like, I I feel like my mom would be like grandkids. <laughs> yeah. So so Empress Matilda in 1167 eventually dies. And so that gives Eleanor more of a chance to kind of take take more of the role of being queen and give herself more power. Um, also, during this time that she's popping out all these babies, um, for anyone who's kind of familiar with the time period, Thomas Beckett is killed. This is kind of not important to the story, but basically um, Henry, like, wants him to be Archbishop of Canterbury because he thinks he's going to be on his side. And he thinks that, like, he'll get the church to be, like, friendly. Nothing in Canterbury. Well, besides the Archbishop and yeah. the Cathedral. Yeah. Um... And so he puts basically his friend in power as Archbishop of Canterbury, and then his friend Thomas Beckett immediately starts being like, the church isn't going to answer to you, like, we're doing this the legal way, you can't, you don't have control over the church, blah, blah, blah. And of course he's like, well, you're my friend, like, you suck. So they get mad at each other. He kind of, I don't know if it's like jokingly, but he kind of like offhand says like, oh, who will rid me of this turbulent priest? And it's, like, not necessarily an order, but it's not, like, not. It's just kind of something that he says. But, like, also you have to imagine, like, maybe he did want it. Anyway, some of his knights take it as an order, which it could have been, and they go and kill Thomas Beckett, and then people get pissed off about that. Eventually he is made into a saint by the Pope, and the fact that he dies, like, the fact that he was killed kind of on Henry's order means that he spends a lot of time atoning for it. Um, I actually work 
at um, a former Carthusian monastery, and the first Carthusians, which is a French order, were invited over by Henry II to come live in England as part of his atonement for killing Thomas Beckett. So it's like a weird fact. It's not really that important to Eleanor's story, but I feel like if I didn't mention that Thomas Beckett was killed, somebody would ask. So just saying it, it's not really that important. Um, then at this point, Henry basically gives Eleanor the chance to go home and run Aquitaine. Because he's obviously, like, he has his land in England, and then he has all this French territory, and it's kind of hard to be, you can't be two places at once. So he basically says, like, go run Aquitaine. He technically says, like, it's, she's running it in his name. So even though it was her land, like, it passes to him through their marriage. So she's running it, but, like, because of her marriage to him, and, like, it's, it, she's ruling in his name, but she also is ruling alone. So, like, she doesn't have to consult him, um, but, but like, when she passes, like, orders and stuff, it's technically, like, by the decree of, like, King Henry II. Yeah. Um, so, like, she doesn't have to tell him, but it's still under his name. Yeah, kind of. Um, and so this was interesting because it was during peacetime. A lot of times during war, if a king has to be out of the country, his queen will be put in charge of land to govern because of that, but this was in peacetime. He was just like, I have too much land, there's a big channel between it, so you just go rule Aquitaine. So she did. And she was really, like, that was probably one of the happiest times of her life. Because she was just... to the kids? They were just doing their doing in England most of the time. Um, they so could travel back and forth, but... Um, but this was probably, honestly, like, one of the happiest times of her life, because she just got to, like, be in charge. And honestly, like, she's... One of those people that, like, when you think of, like, a head bitch in charge, like, that is who Eleanor was. Like, she... It's not like that she's, like, crazy power-hungry or anything, but, like, she knew that she was important. She had been raised to kind of be this duchess and to have, like, greater things for her. And she liked to have some autonomy. She didn't want to be, like, the simpering wife. Yeah. So this was a good time for her where she kind of had freedom to do what she wanted. And she got to go live in Aquitaine again in the beautiful kind of French... The, the south of France... Um, and so have this kind of court of, of art and music again, that was part of her life once more. And so that was something kind of like a return to her childhood almost. So that was good for her. Um, this part of my notes is titled, Too Many Fucking Kids. So, so she and Henry, um, she thought that they were better suited than she and Louis were, but actually they were probably both a bit too passionate. And so that leads to some problems later on. Um, so some people claim that she was involved in the death of his mistress. So he had a mistress named Rosamond. She supposedly dies. Now, this is an interesting story because no one's really sure what happens to Rosamond. Some people say that she died and it might have been that she, um, she being Eleanor basically gave her an option of like, she like corners her and basically like poison yourself or stab yourself, but either way you're going to die, bitch. Yeah. Which is Wow. The other option is some people also say that she maybe, like, because she was a mistress, she got ridiculed so much, not by Eleanor, but actually by the court. Wait, then, but if they were having so much sex, why would he need a mistress? Well, he's... They've had sex at least ten times now. <laughs> like, that's more than the other well, guy. Well, the thing, too, is that any time a woman was pregnant, oh, yeah. they didn't believe in pregnancy sex because they didn't know how safe it was for the baby. So, every, if you have 10 pregnancies, that's, like, that's a lot 90 months, months yeah. that you can't be having sex. So, I guess. So, he had a mistress. And so, yeah, some people think... So, some people think that this mistress was just ridiculed by the court, and then she went to a nunnery. 
And then some people think she died kind of at Eleanor's urging. Yeah. So, so, so because she's kind of in part potentially to blame for this death, which we don't even know if she died. She may have gone to that nunnery, but... Um, Wouldn't there be files of her at the nunnery? Like, do they I don't know. It's like, honestly just one of those things that, like, it's just lost to history. Like, not everything remains. Oh. But, so we don't really know what happened to this Rosamond character, but um, it just goes to show you that, like, they, they were just both very passionate people, and it sometimes was a little bit destructive. She then, um, like I said, in France, they have this concept of, like, the junior king, mm-hmm. so that it makes the succession easier. Mm-hmm. So England had had terrible successions in the past. Um, like, if you think about the anarchy and um, Matilda versus Stephen, like, who takes the throne, that was a hot mess. And there were other hot messes before that, so they are not that great at passing the throne peacefully. So she basically tries to help convince her husband that they need to use the same principle of the junior king and sort of, like, pre-crown one of their sons. So they're, they have five sons. The oldest. Um, their eldest son, William, actually dies, so it's their next son, Henry. It's confusing because they have King Henry and then Little Henry, so I'm going to call Little Henry Harry. I don't actually know if he would have been called that, but Harry's just a nickname for Henry, and I'm not fussed enough to... Do you know all all the names of the sons? I do. So it's William who died, Henry, Richard, Jeffrey, and John. And Henry, Richard, Jeffrey, and John are actually going to be really important. That's really funny, because Jeffrey's the only, like... Sort of weird name. Yeah. It actually wasn't very weird for the time period, but it seems weird now. We never had a King Jeffrey. Um, but so, so she wants to have this concept of the junior king kind of brought here to England so that they know who will be the next king. Um, so it's like, it's like, because they're all princes. So you need one that's like, they, they call him um, like the young king or something like that. I don't, they don't call him junior king, but it's something similar. Um, and so the son... Harry, I'm just going to call him Harry, um, he would have been, like, kind of next in line, so he, she tries to convince Henry to name Harry as, like, the, basically, junior king. Her favorite son was Richard, um, who was the next in line, and so she wants him to become her successor's Duke of Aquitaine. So, technically, she he... had a favorite. She had a favorite, and it was Richard. It was she very... favorite child. It was very obvious. Oh, no! Um, so she... <laughs> She, uh, and she had a bunch of daughters, too, like I said. She had about 10 or 11 kids. Clearly, she doesn't care about them. Yeah, daughters are just married. Can you name them? No, I can't. Yeah! I could Google it, but I just didn't care that much. Honestly, I feel bad because I should care, but they're not really relevant to the story, and the sons are about to cause a mess. So she had her favorite, and he was Richard, and she wants him, when she dies, to take over as Duke of Aquitaine, but he actually can't call himself Duke of Aquitaine until his father dies, because his father, Mm. by right of being... No, she's not killing Although, you're kind of on the right track, actually. Um, So, Richard will eventually inherit Aquitaine. In the meantime, he's Count of Poitiers. Um, What? So, Poitiers, also in France, also in the land she owns. Um, So, her... I don't don't know if you remember, but her father was, like, a triple threat. And he was the Duke of Aquitaine, Gascony. And then he was also Count of Poitou. And Poitiers is part of Poitou. So, he becomes Count of that... Um, because he can at the time, and then when his father eventually dies, and also I think I think he has to sort of wait till his mom dies too, but eventually he'll gain Aquitaine as well. But right now he's just Poitiers, um, and then they have two other sons, like we already mentioned, Jeffrey and John. At this point, they don't get titles at all. They're both pretty young. Um, Richard at this time is only fourteen, and his older brother is only a bit older than that. 
But so Jeffrey and John don't have titles, although they do engage Jeffrey to the daughter of the Duke of Brittany, which is also in France. So eventually he would become the Duke of Brittany because the Duke obviously didn't have sons. So he would gain that title. So Jeffrey was kind of sorted that he would get Brittany and then John gets nothing. And actually it's a joke that um, that his father actually called him Lackland because he literally lacks land. <laughs> they just is that didn't... where the name Lackland comes from? Maybe, I don't know. But he, he was literally called uh, John Lackland. Um, and they were just, they just kind of sat there being like, we do not have enough territory to give you. Like, we have to give England as, like, we can't split England. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep England being one thing, and that's going to go to the oldest, and then we'll give kind of other things to other kids. But by the time they get to John, they're like, fuck it, we have too many sons. And so because they want John to get a good bride, like, they gave Jeffrey, they got Jeffrey a good bride so that he could get Brittany, which is land they didn't own. So they, they used that as, like, kind of a way to get him territory that they didn't have to break off. So they want to give John the same option, so they want to get him a good bride. So Henry decides to take away some castles from his eldest son, Harry, and he's going to give them as like part of kind of a marriage contract to somebody who will eventually marry John, the youngest son. But that makes Harry angry because he's like, I, this is like, I'm supposed to run England one day. You're taking away my land. And he was also kind of mad because his two younger brothers, Richard and Geoffrey, they're getting land, like, they might not be dukes yet, but they have some power in the land that they're going to get, whereas he is going to be king one day, which sounds like the best option, but he's actually getting no revenue from that because it's all going to his father, so he actually doesn't have an income at this time, and he, like, it doesn't have money because of that. So he's sort of mad that his father's giving away these castles to help John get a bride, when those are the castles that he's supposed to one day, like, have power over. So he's not pleased. There's just too many sons. It's an issue. And then they get into what Arrested Development would call some light treason. Um, it's actually pretty heavy treason. Harry, the prince, um, the eldest son, he decides to go to the French king, who is his mother's ex-husband. Yeah. And try to get try to get the French king to act against his father. Like, help him to, like, raise what? a rebellion against his own dad. Wait! Louis... I missed something there. What do you mean? <laughs> Why? Because he wants... Remember I said that, um... He was gonna lose some of those castles to help John... So that John could get married to some nice bride. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's not happy about that. So Harry decides to go he to He lost Louis. some castles, so he risked war? Against his own father. Yeah. So he goes to the French king. That sounds like some rich people bullshit. Yeah. Oh, no. This whole story gets really petty from here on out. Like, that is so unnecessary. This is, like, like Kardashian-level family drama. No, this came out. This is, like... This came came out in the 1100s. (laughs) This is, like, oh, you, you, you know... This is, this is, like, the Kimmer Dynasty. Like, what the fuck? Have you seen the new seasons of Keeping Up with the Angevins? No. What is that? These people... Oh. They're called the Angevin sometimes. Like, oh my god. I don't get all the cast. I get some of them, but not all of them. Yeah. Therefore, fuck you, dad. I'm gonna go to your worst yeah. enemy and then declare war on you. Yeah, and my mom's ex-husband. Oh my god. And it's like, fuck you, mom. I don't know what you've done to well, me, okay. no. I have a favorite son. No, 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 no. You have to keep because it's about to get better. So, so, yeah, so Harry goes to the French king and says, like, let's team up against my dad. Now, um, Henry, the king, writes to Louis, being like, like, send my son home, like, he's being a little douchebag, it's fine, it's not a big deal. 
And Louis is like, oh, who's this letter from? And one of, like, one of the people in the court's like, oh, you know, this is from the King of England. And Louis, like a petty bitch, goes, no, I have the King of England here with me. So he just recognized young Harry, who was crowned, like, the young king. He's not king yet. He's, like, uh-huh. baby king. Yeah, but he's, he's going king. to be king. Yeah, he will be king one so day. So he's going to kill the king. No, no, no. So oh. he's, well, yeah, they're going to go to war. But he's just recognized the son as the king of England instead of the guy who's really ruling England. So that's a mess. And so, so Louis recognizes young Harry as king. And Richard and Geoffrey, the two, two of the younger brothers, decide to go to Paris to join him. So they join uh, Harry against their dad. Now, Eleanor um, also kind of wanted to have a little bit more power over her own land. She didn't really like the way that her husband was acting, so she lets them go. They didn't have to sneak out, because, like, when, Hen- when, when Harry left to go to meet up with the French king, he has to sneak out. When Richard and Geoffrey go to meet him and, like, to join his side, they don't have to sneak out because Eleanor lets them leave. And then, to really salt that wound, she follows them. What? She, so basically it's everyone against... Against Henry. So, Eleanor, her three sons, and her ex-husband all decide to team up and revolt against her current husband. That must have been Wait, the weirdest well, why would, dynamic. Wait, why would Eleanor want to go back? She doesn't want to go back to France, but she wants France to help her defeat her husband and put her son on the throne. The only son who hasn't been a bitch yet to their dad is John. And John becomes his dad's favorite because he hasn't rebelled. It's it's uh, Harry, Richard, and Jeffrey who have all left, and Eleanor, and they've all decided to revolt against King Henry II. And the only son who hasn't revolted would be John. So damn, like all of these, I can't believe she ran to her ex husband to do this. That's crazy. So unfortunately, basically right after this happened, she is captured by Henry's troops. She might have been wearing men's clothing when that happened, so that's pretty baller. But she's um, captured by Henry's troops, and she's put, she's taken to England. She's captured, I think, in France. And she was taken to England and put under house arrest. Now, a lot of people supported Harry and his cause for the throne. Like, a lot of nobles and everything supported Harry. Um, but eventually, his whole coup fails, and so Henry stays king. And he makes peace with all three of his sons. But he forgives the sons. He doesn't forgive Eleanor. So she stays under house arrest for about 15 to 16 years. But she... That's crazy. Can you imagine being that husband, putting your wife under house arrest for that long after she tried to overthrow you? Just what are you doing for 15, 16 years? Like, Like, now, like, yeah, we have internet. We have, like, books and all of that stuff. What do they have? Being bored AF. They have... She still would have lived in, like, presume. They don't know exactly where she was kept, but you have to imagine that it was still a castle. It's not any of the castles. Oh, she had a pet. Maybe. It's not any of the castles where they would have held court. So nothing interesting is happening. But she still would have had, like, like, she's not, like, living in poverty. She's just bored AF. No, yeah, but, like, I think by the second, by even, like, halfway through the first year, at most, I would have, like, lost it. Yeah, and she wasn't allowed to go to Aquitaine. She had no political role in anything. She was kept away from, like, anyone important. She lived a very boring life. Um, so she had no kind of power. Now, 
um, when Eleanor was under house arrest, Richard, because he'd made peace with his father, and he was kind of, sort of, because while his mother was under house arrest, and obviously um, Henry's ruling in England, he is kind of sent to Aquitaine to, like, do the ruling there, because that was going to be his land one day. So his father says, like, part of the peace that I'm going to make with you for revolting against me is you have to go put down the revolts in Aquitaine, which is fine, except for those were the revolts that he started. So he's now killing the people that were supporting him, which is kind of a dark thing to do. This is a mess. So he does. He does put down those revolts in Aquitaine. This is a mess. Um, and it was when he starts kind of being known as, like, Richard the Lionheart. It's a movie that will come up much later in his life. Is that why in Robin Hood? Yeah. Richard the Lionheart and his brother Bad King John. There's the, the king is always Bad King John. That's Richard and John. And trust me, they are... So the, the, the lion was Richard. I thought John was the bear. Mm. Or at least the other, the one that was like the king's side thing. I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't seen that movie. I don't even know if I've ever seen that movie. I think I've seen clips of it. <laughs> I don't even know if I've ever seen the whole thing. I'll watch it. I'll watch it soon. Robin Hood. But yeah, so he puts on these revolts, and that's where he starts getting known as like a military leader, and that will eventually lead into him being known as the Lionheart. And there's a whole second fight in this family. Eleanor's not even a part of it, because she's in her yeah. freaking tower, doing her thing, being bored, and... Did someone rescues her? No, it's not like Rapunzel. Um. Uh, well, um, I mean, it's like a weirder version of Rapunzel, I guess. Um... But while she's tucked away, doing her thing for, like, 15 years, there's a second fight in this family, because this family can just never get along. They literally are the Kardashians. There's so many of them. They are literally the Kardashians. They are so petty. Basketball team of of, this family. Of this family. Holy hot day. And they all want to be in charge. They all want land. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, there's a second fight between this family, where Harry, again, the, the son, the eldest son, tries to get... So... I said that Richard had to put down these Aquitanian rebels. Well, Harry decides that he's going to get the rebels riled up again to fight against the king and Richard. So he's Wait, still he's still being a petty bitch. Harry's not the oldest. Harry's, Harry's the, oldest. the oldest, yeah. Then who's Richard? Richard's, Richard's the second oldest. Second. Then why is he fighting a war against Richard? Because he's like, he's just over it. He's like, I want my stuff. I'm tired of this. But Richard doesn't have any. He can't have anything. Well, he's going to have Aquitaine. So he's using the yeah, soldiers like, in Aquitaine to fight. Really count. I don't know. It's a hot mess. So the, this whole family just fighting all the time. And this rebellion once again fails. Um, at this point, during this kind of failure of the rebellion, Harry gets sick, I think with dysentery, and he dies. He died because he pooped? He pooped, yeah. Everyone got dysentery back then. It was very common. Um, I didn't even die from pooping. Yep. Lots of people did. So he gets sick and he dies, and supposedly on his deathbed, he requests that his father let his mother go. Not Aww. be. Yeah, is that sad? After this whole episode, because the heir to the throne is dead, Eleanor um, is kind of like, she's let out, not like forever. Basically, Henry the King knows that there's like strategic reasons why he could bring her out for like a day to do something and then put her back. So before this, she'd been just stuck in there. And then towards the end of her time there, she would occasionally be, like, basically, like, brought out, almost like a show pet. Mm-hmm. And then when her when, when she'd served her purpose, she'd be, like, tucked away again. She was brought kind of back out because, basically, his the king's idea was that 
Richard, the next eldest child in line, he'd been given Aquitaine, mm. but now he was going to be king of England when, so when his father died. It. So the so Henry, the father, he's like, you you don't need Aquitaine anymore, and John doesn't have land. So give John Aquitaine. So yeah, so he basically, what he does is he brings Eleanor out and says, Ele- like, like Eleanor will basically take back, because she's obviously the Duchess, technically it's hers. Mm-hmm. So like, Richard will relinquish it to her, it'll be hers again, and then immediately after it's given back to her, he, she will give it to John. So he has to, like, bring her out for this whole ceremony. You and should watch Richard, Dynasty. Really? Is that what this is about? This is, like, it's, like, about companies. Yeah, but it's all this. Yeah. Well, so, the thing is, is that Richard, despite knowing that he will one day be king of England, as long as he doesn't die, is not happy to lose Aquitaine because he had fought for it, he'd, like, lived there, he had put down that rebellion of those people, like... He felt like Aquitaine was his, and he thought that his brother was kind of, like, a boring little bitch, basically, and didn't deserve it. Um, so he gets really angry, and there ends up being this whole fight. It starts a whole brand new fight. It basically is that he they decide, Eleanor helps to kind of make the peace in this fight, because it's a fight between Richard and John. And they finally decide that, like, Richard will give up Aquitaine back to his mom, but she does not bestow it on John. It's just something that, like, is back to her. So, literally, it was just, I, I, it's not that I, I don't want to give it up. It's, it's that, that I don't, I don't want, want to give it to John. To yeah. I mean, technically, he really did want it. And I think he thought that if he gave it to his mom, once his dad died, his mom would give it back to him. But he does not want it to go to John. Because if it goes to John, he'll never get it back unless John dies without a child. So, he does not want it to go away. So, he... They make a piece where basically he just gives it back to his mom. Hashtag rich people problems. It's a hot mess. So he, um, so later on, his brother, the brother Jeffrey, then is killed in like a horse accident. Mm. Um, so there's only two sons now. So it went from five sons to two sons. So it's Richard and John, the two that are in, which is why they're in that because they're relevant. Yeah, during the time period. Um. So. Oh. The sons. Yeah. Yeah. So poor Robin Hood. Um, so then, um, the sons, there's, like, a whole hot mess where the sons once again start being bitches and try to fight against Henry, and then Henry gets so tired of fighting with his family that he goes and dies. So there's no king any, well, there's not no king, but he, the king's dead, long live King Richard. So 1189, Henry dies, and Richard becomes king. He then immediately, like, the, pretty much the first thing Richard does is call for his 65-year-old mother... To be released from her house arrest after 15 years. Like, permanently released. So she's finally let out. Like, can you imagine that she went off and married this guy in England, thinking that they'd be, like, considerably more compatible with each other? They were both so ambitious. I mean, they technically were. They were both so ambitious and stuff. And then, for the last 15 years of their marriage, she was imprisoned. And then he dies. And it's only his death that lets her get released. That's crazy. Like, that is not a happy marriage. I mean, that's not the most shocking thing that's happened. But no, like, but it's not a happy marriage. <laughs> anyway. But also, like, he, she still owns land. Why? Yeah. Why yeah, would so she's got Aquitaine. Back. But so Richard, like, that was his mom's favorite, and also he loved his mom, so he has her immediately released. And then he basically immediately is like, hey, mom, can you rule England for me? Because I have to go deal with some shit in France. So he goes, because, wow. like, he... So he, he went had, from nothing. He had all these fights in France where he was, like, like being nice to the Aquitanians and being mean to the Aquitanians and being nice to the, So, like, he had to go deal with some issues that he'd accidentally created um, in the fight with his whole family. So he's like, hey, Mom, watch England for me. 
BRB. He leaves her to do her do, and she's ruling England, which is baller for her. She's 65, and she's more than equipped at this point. She knows how to rule a country. <laughs> at this point, also, Richard is unmarried, so she's sort of acting as, like, the first lady of England. She's doing, like, what a queen would do, because she's now the queen mother. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she's doing what the other mother did. Yeah, but he doesn't have a queen, so... So she, it's okay. She, at this point, she's not tramping on somebody else's yeah. life. That's going to change, though. Oh. Because, um... Is her name Elizabeth? No. So Richard then decides, after going to France to mess some stuff up there, he then decides that there's, so they call for a third crusade. And he is a fighting guy. He, like, he's very kind of um, about the battlefield, like the whole thing about being, like, Richard Lionheart. That's where this all comes from. He wants to go on this third crusade. So he's like, once again, hey, Mom, you know, watch over this for me, BRB. (laughs) Catch you later. So, but before he goes, he wants to get married. Now, he had been, this is also gross and interesting, way back when, when his father was still on the throne, he was uh, supposed to marry the princess of France, um, the daughter of Louis. Um, Louis has actually now died, mm. and so it is the, the now the sister of the king of France, but it's Louis' daughter, and now Louis' son's on the throne, Philip. Um, and so her name's Alice, she's a princess of France, and that was supposed to be his bride. So they've been engaged for like a long-ass time. And it was finally, like, he really, like, wasn't into it, mostly because supposedly she was brought to England and, like, made to be Henry II's mistress. His dad's mistress. This princess of France made to be his dad's mistress. The whole thing was basically, like, his dad was kind of being petty. Mm -hmm. And he was basically like, you're going to marry this girl because she's a princess of France and her dowry is going to be massive. But also by this point, like, in the story, he doesn't trust his son because the sons keep rebelling against him. So he's also like, but I'm going to destroy this thing for you by sleeping with it, which is disgusting. Um, and, like, that's a person, so it's not great. So um, it's so like, he, I'm so, fucking her before you do. Yeah. So he takes Alice as his mistress, um, but then doesn't break off her engagement to his son because he wants the, the dowry to come to England. So now that his dad's dead, he decides not to marry Alice. <laughs> And instead, he marries a woman with the most uh, original name in this entire... Well, actually, we had Danger Rose and Anor. Yeah. But in this episode, at least, the most original name we're going to get, he marries a woman called Berengaria. What? It's a great name. I think it's very memorable. Baring- Berengaria. Gar- Berengaria. I think you should definitely name a child Berengaria. Berengaria. No, because then it just sounds like, Baron. oh, your child is Baron. Your child is Baron. You are Baron. Like, that sucks. No. And then it's like... Baron Garia, so you're Baron, but you're also a Girlia, so it's kind of like... Girlia? Baron Girlia. Like, Baron Bear Girls. I don't know. I think it's... So oh, Bear Girls. I, I find it a weirdly interesting name. Like, I would never use it, because it's crazy, but I'm like, wow, how did somebody get that name at this time? Um, and I'm not really going to talk any more about Baron Garia, because oh. she's honestly not important at all. So but that's her- mostly because Eleanor steps all over her toes. Oh, fair. She pulls what her mother-in-law did to her... And does the Baron Garden. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. No. What can um, I say? That's so, life. So then, basically, we get into this whole epic of, like, John, his younger brother. Mm-hmm. John Lackland, who sucks. I really don't like him. Um, he sometimes, like, he, like, is literally known as, like, Bad King John. Like, he's not a great guy. He was, like I said, he was his dad's favorite. Um, and he, his dad always had tried to give him stuff that was meant to go to his older brothers. Yeah. And, um... 
because of that, like, the whole issue of, like, being called John Lackland. While Richard was away on crusade, um, originally Eleanor wasn't in England. She was on the continent. And so John tried what? to leave. She wasn't originally in England. She was in France. Oh, okay. Or, like, in her land. Um, and so John tried to lead a revolt, but then Eleanor came back and took power and, like, made peace. She was like, no, no, this is my land. I'm yeah. captain of the ship now. <laughs> How many times can I use that reference? Um... So she was like, no, no, I'm in power. I know what I'm doing and you're a dumbass. So he, because he had wanted to be named Regent instead of his mom. But his mom's like, no, no. So she takes power. They must have so much anxiety and so much trust issues. I feel like rich people do. This whole family was just a mess. No one trusted each other. She loves Richard and that's about it. And so, but Richard, while on crusade, basically made everyone he was with mad. Um, So all the other kings and stuff. So like he was with the French for a while and the French decided they hated him. And so he just, everyone got really angry with him. And so when he returns from the crusade, he, like, couldn't really go through any, because he couldn't take a boat, because it was the wrong time of year. So he had to go over land when he was returning, but, like, he couldn't go through a, a bunch of different countries, because none, like, they were all mad at him, and it was dangerous to go through their land, because they could capture him. So <coughs> he, he decides to go through Austria, which he thinks is mostly safe. He had made one Austrian important guy angry, but he thought, ah, the Austrians, like, at this point, they're so weak, they're not going to be able to fight me. And unfortunately, that's not the case. He had angered Leopold of Austria, and so he was captured. Uh, He was then, like, taken for ransom, Mm. and he was held in, in kind of the Holy Roman Empire area. At this point, because Richard the King has been taken hostage... John once again tries to take power, so he allies himself with the French king, who I said is Philip, Philip being the son of Louis, um, who we talked about extensively earlier. So he's the king now, the French king. And John tries to use uh, Philip to take power of England. So Eleanor then beats her own son's army and has him make peace, because he is, first of all, a terrible fighter, and second of all, a little bitch. And so he is able, she is able to beat him, and keep control of England for Richard, even though he's been taken prisoner. Um, she then pays Richard's enormous ransom after a year of him being in prison. So he was kept for quite a long time. So she pays the ransom, but the thing is, is that John and the French king basically tried to, like, outbid her. She paid, like, she was going to pay what, what was requested of her. And then John and the French king are like, no, no. Holy Roman Emperor, we will pay you more to keep him in prison so that we can take power of England. But the Emperor decides that he had given Eleanor a certain, like, bargain, that she pays this much and the king will be released, and since she was willing to do it, he honored that first deal, and so he does release the king. So, um, Richard is allowed to return to England. So Richard and John then make peace, and Eleanor at this point is old as hell. Yeah. So she goes to an abbey to just, like, chill. She's like, I'm tired. She's in her 70s at this point. She has been living for a long time. She has been fighting with her family for so long, had two husbands, um, and her children are wacko. So she gets tired, and she goes to an abbey to just chill. In 1199, Richard was wounded during a siege, and he died. He had no children, because um, Berengaria and him never really were getting it on. So John takes the throne. <laughs> No, maybe. But no, I just don't think he liked her that much. He was more committed to his fights than to his wife. So John takes the throne. Now, basically, there's this whole hot mess, again, in the family. 
because her her son Jeffrey, who had died way before, but was the older brother of um, he was older than John. Jeffrey had had a son in Brittany where he was Duke, and his name was Arthur. So Arthur was like, I am the son of the older son of Eleanor. And so I should take precedent over John, which actually is like, that's a thing that later on, like that would be like legally true. That makes sense. Yeah. So like Jeffrey being the older son, older than John, if he dies, he still had a child, a son who should take power. Um, so technically he should have like, well, at this time period, there's no technically really later on like if you actually do get into stuff like the wars of the roses the son of the eldest son even if the eldest son dies if he had a child that child takes precedence over any of his uncles who like, yeah. were younger so technically arthur like m- maybe like in a legal sense um might have had a claim to the throne and maybe should have taken it but eleanor is like nah nah because even though she loved richard best richard is dead now and now she's supporting john sad so now she's, she's kind of, she's not really flip sides, but now she's supporting her last son, John. So at 75 years old, she, she comes long. Yeah. At 75. Wow. She leaves her abbey to go help, help, um, John. And to do this, it's a, it's really complicated, but basically because Arthur was in Brittany trying to say he claimed throne, she decides to try to make peace between France and England so that France will support John. You know, it really shows that she really didn't care about her kids at all because she lived till 75, even though, like, a lot of her kids died. Whereas, I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of parents, grandparents, pass away right after their kid passes away. Yeah, but you don't necessarily want to die. Prime example. Yeah, but it's not like... I, I wouldn't be like if I die, my mom has to like. No, it's not like I has to, but it's like one of those heartbreak things. Yeah, where it's like oh, my but pride back, and joy is gone. It's it's terrible to say, but back then death was such a common. Yeah, thing. but like for some reason she lived. Not only did she not die at such a, a younger age, she lived to like seventy. And then like, isn't that like a now thing that you live to like seven, like more than seventy? I don't know. I mean, people did live. If you if you survived childhood back then. You had a decent chance of actually being pretty old. I mean, not Prime like jeans. not as old as we would get, like not like eighties and nineties usually, but you could get up there. Um, Are you sure? I'm not yeah, sure. I mean, it depends. It really depends on the time period and and the people. Like, if you get in the Tudor period, a lot of the Tudors died in their fifties, and I don't honestly know why, because there's nothing that says incest. like they only lived then. It's not incest. <laughs> They actually widened the gene pool during the Tudor period because they married a lot of non-royalty. Um, but so... You know how to get rid of the incest problem? Just marry someone that's not your own race. Fair. They didn't really do that back then. So yeah, so she wants to fight against Arthur. Not like fight literally, but she wants to stop Arthur from being able to take power. Um, so she wants to create an alliance between England and France. And she does this in a really roundabout way. It's kind of confusing. But basically, she wants... So, the King of France, Philip, he's married, and he has a son already and everything. So, one of her daughters has children, and so she takes one of her daughter's daughters, so one of her granddaughters, and she basically, like, she goes and, like, literally fetches her in person and brings her to France to marry Louis's son, who will be the next King of France. So, that will make a daughter... She's not actually English, because she's... Um, Eleanor's daughter had married into a different royal family, obviously, because that's what daughters do. And somehow that creates, like, just enough 
of an alliance between France and England that, like, it sort of gives Arthur a little bit less power to take the throne. So it gives John a little bit of legitimacy somehow. So technically, France and England are just sitting there going, we have a shit ton of history, huh? Well, that's the problem, is France and England tended to marry each other's royals. Yeah. And that's why they're always like, well, I should be the next king of France, because my mom was French. So Antoine being part British is normal. Normal, yeah. And so basically, after she hand-delivers one of her grandchildren to marry the, the French heir to the throne, she finally, after all of this shit, is allowed to just die at the age of 80. She is so tired. She had just traveled through, like, half of Europe to get this kid to France. Like, she has been living for forever. She's finally just, like, I'm done. I'm gonna croak. So she dies. She was buried in France with her husband, um, her second husband, Henry, um, and her children, Richard and Joanna. And um, the nuns at the place where she was buried, which is in um, Fontevraud, they wrote that she was a queen who surpassed almost all the queens of the world. Um, so she was kind of a true badass. Yeah. She was like a warrior queen. She went on crusade. She fought against her own husband. I mean, kind of twice, but like literally fought against him the second time. Was captured for 15 years. Um, supported two of her sons on the throne. Of course she dies and then John just gets worse and eventually has to sign Magna Carta. So like it's a hot mess once she's dead and it's no shock that like as soon as she dies um john's kingship i guess kind of takes a nosedive because she was such a good kind of canny politician um she lived this just really remarkable life um she's kind of one of the earliest examples of these just like badass queens so she fucked france fucked over france to fuck England. Yeah. Then decided to fuck over England while she was fucking England. Yeah, kind of. And then, and then, but then England died. Right. Is England like her husband? Are yeah. you calling? Are you just, yeah. Well, yeah, but then there's more England. But then, but then, but then her sons come in. So then she's like, then you guys can have it all. Yeah. And then they both kind of and then, it up. Yeah. And then they are the, the sons also kind of, of suck. Shit. And, but I mean, if you think about it, like, even later on into the rest of this, like, century and later, like, the the land that she brings to France because, or brings from France are so important. Actually, John ends up losing Normandy and Aquitaine remains. So, like, that's quite important. Eventually, obviously, England Where loses. Where is this country state? Aquitaine? Yes. Like, southern France. You can Google it. So, she was just this kind of fantastic and strong person who lived in the 1100s. She died right at the beginning of the 1200s. So she's well before any of these kind of like um, these stronger queens like Elizabeth or um, Isabella Castile, for anyone who's kind of familiar with more like the Renaissance queens. Um, she is well before their time and just absolutely killing the game. But that's kind of the end of the episode. That is the end of her life. Um, once again, I'd like to thank Jamie for coming on and learning some history. It You're was, welcome. It was really interesting to teach you, and um, we had some weird <laughs> Kardashian-filled analogies to try to make this, or even the, what was the TV show you were talking about? Dynasty. Dynasty. A lot of comparisons to that. So now that we've finished with um, this fabulous woman, um, who I'm glad I got to kind of introduce you to, I just want to remind everyone how they can find me. So, um, you can follow me on Twitter. That is at Happy History Pod. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. That is at Happy Hour History Pod. 
Facebook is just Happy Hour History, or it might be Happy Hour History Pod, doesn't really matter. So if you type it in, you'll find me. It's all the same logo. And my email is happyhourhistorypod at gmail.com. Um, any of those ways you can contact me. Um, always looking for kind of inspiration on what to talk about. I know that I started the series with an episode on um, on Hannibal, and there's going to definitely be some more men coming down the line, but I'd really, really like to focus on women, and I have some women that I have on a list that I'd love to keep talking about. So if anyone has kind of any recommendation on things that they would like to learn about, um, just let me know. You can hit me up with a message on any of these platforms, and I will try to add that to my list. There's so much to talk about, um, and I'm really keen to get to all of these different topics. Um, also, if you can, rate and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. I've got it on a couple of places, um, but the rates and the reviews really help to spread the message about this podcast and get new listeners, so that would be awesome if you could do that. Um, and that's the end of the show. I will see you guys next time for another interesting episode. I think the next episode will actually also be kind of Middle Ages, so we'll be sticking around with this um, era. Um, and you guys will get to learn another fascinating story, um, just as dramatic as this one, and really excited uh, to get to record that. But thank you all for listening, and I will see you next time.